a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. At the end of this month, the leaders of the world's biggest economies, including the United States of America, President Joe Biden, will gather together in Rome, Italy, for the G20 Economic Summit. Last month, however, uh, and this is always the case, about a month ahead of time, uh, there is what is called the G20 Interfaith Forum, where religious leaders and members from various organizations gathered together to look at, explore ways to come together for things on a wide range of issues from poverty to education to climate uh, and many others. And very interesting today, we've reported throughout the day today that on thehill.com, a news service that uh, focuses really from a lens of our nation's capital, many thought leaders use this as a critical resource to their day in terms of what's happening on the politics, foreign affairs, and those kinds of things. Uh, But an op-ed was uh, posted today on thehill.com by Elder Ronald A. Rasband, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, talking about that interfaith forum, which uh, gathered just a few weeks ahead of time in Italy, and what those world leaders, as part of the economic G20, uh, will be talking about in Rome in the weeks ahead. And it's an interesting thing to, to look at often, I think, as these large economies come together and they talk about everything from trade uh, to intellectual property and all of the things that happen from a global perspective. Uh, they often miss on some of the things that really do make a, mis- a difference in their countries uh, and for people around the world and how faith-based groups often are that gap filler uh, of those who have fallen through the cracks, whether it's through social safety net programs in different countries uh, or just dealing with big challenges or uh, natural disasters of, of any kind. Uh, during this G20 Interfaith Forum last month, Elder Rasban, who spoke at the conference, uh, said religion leads to service and that service happens when religion is actually given the freedom to flourish. True religion prompts us to help those in need. There is no question that the world needs all of us and our desire to go about doing good with the promise that God will be with us. When religion is given the freedom to flourish, believers everywhere perform simple and sometimes heroic acts of service. Elder Rasband included in his op-ed today on the Hill, as well as in his uh, speech, his address uh, delivered at the G20 Interfaith Forum last month, 
that there is real social and real economic impact of religions in society. As we all go about doing good, we contribute to the growth and stability of diverse countries. A study in 2016 from the Religious Freedom and Business Foundation reported that religion contributes about 1.2 trillion of social economic value annually just in the U.S. economy. That, according to scholar Brian Grimm, is equivalent to being the world's 15th largest natural economy. It's more than the global annual revenues of the world's top 10 tech companies, including Apple, Amazon, and Google. If that is the impact of faith in America, imagine what faith can do across the entire globe. In his op-ed today uh, in thehill.com, Elder Rasband said that religious groups regularly fill the gaps between government and people where many individuals fall through the cracks of social safety nets. He says the answer to what ails the economy and society is not necessarily to be found in bigger government or bigger business, but in bigger citizens and communities, especially communities in which all faiths, all faiths can flourish and contribute. The good of religion, the reach of religion, and the heroic acts of love which religion inspires only multiply when we protect all of our religious freedom. We stand shoulder to shoulder in service with all of you. This is such an important component to that, that when people are confident in their religious freedom, uh, they're more likely to fully engage and lean in to opportunities that can make a difference in their own community. When people feel confident that their beliefs will always be protected, they will reach out to others in significant ways. Uh, so again, that was uh, from his uh, speech, from Elder Ronald A. Rasband's speech uh, delivered last month at the G20 Interfaith Forum. Uh, today, as Elder Rasband noted in his op-ed in thehill.com, uh, that there are opportunities when people of all faiths stand shoulder to shoulder and link arm to really address critical issues from around the world. It was interesting to note, and uh, Elder Rasband noted this in his op-ed, uh, the message from Pope Francis, uh, who addressed uh, the G20 Interfaith Forum last month uh, by video. He said, truly the time for alliances of some against others has passed. Now is the time for alliances in the search for shared solutions to the problems of all. And I, I love that framing from Pope Francis that it's, it's not about alliances of this group against that or some against others. Uh, that day is over. And now it's time for alliances that are in, in search of shared solutions to the problems that everyone is facing uh, that's the vital component. It is Im- important to note uh, the White House announced yesterday that uh, President Joe Biden, as he travels to Rome uh, to attend the G20 economic uh, summit, that he will uh, go in a day early. He will meet with Pope Francis and uh, talk about a host of issues, I think, that range from uh, poverty to climate change. And all of those are are really critical and Uh, I want to conclude with a couple of thoughts from uh, this op-ed from Elder Rasband today. Uh, He said that the G20 political leaders looking to boost international economies 
and opportunities for all people of the world should include religious leaders and organizations for solutions to eradicate poverty, nurture upward mobility, heal human suffering, and foster more vibrant, inclusive communities and countries. And then Elder Rasban uh, concluded this op-ed saying, Faith in better economic outlook for the world begins by acknowledging and embracing the economics of faith in the world. And there is this major component of faith and faith-based groups uh, to do good, uh, to be part of the solution. And in an age where sometimes it seems a little difficult uh, in the public square, some uh, would just prefer to have faith and faith groups uh, not in the public square, keep those in the synagogues and the churches, uh, but don't let them into the public square. But you have to recognize all the good that is done uh, and can be done when we link arms and allow these groups uh, to move forward. Uh, You may remember from earlier this week, we uh, had an interview from Cutter uh, with uh, Chaplain Dawson, uh, who was part of some real heroic work that was done on the front end as uh, many people were evacuated uh, out of Afghanistan, that a lot of those needs were met by faith and faith groups Uh, coming together uh, to solve a critical need at a critical time, uh, often at a pace that was swifter and more efficient and more effective than military or government. And it's all those components are needed. uh, And we have to make sure that we have space, that we allow religious freedom to flourish uh, so that that good work and that linking of arms can be done uh, to achieve better outcomes, which is what we're really all about. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. Stay with us. We'll round out a Friday here on Inside Sources coming up next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 